This, uh, this is about the Holy Spirit. I want to know how close you are to the Holy Spirit. I don't want to know. I want to know if you know. Okay? Back in the past, when Richard Inslee was alive, we had started a, a program of going into a... We met... That room used to be called the Shekinah Glory Room. And we would meet in there for prayer. Anybody who wanted prayer before the service? Because Richard, remember him saying, we always want to start with prayer. And uh, that's what we used to do. Uh, we have taken it up again. Me and Ananias go in there and pray. I have invited many of you and hope you will take us up up on the invitation to come in there and pray with us. Uh, The closer you get to the Holy Spirit, the more your life will prosper. It really will. I I spoke not too long ago on our trip to Seattle and you got to see the ins and the outs of the Holy Spirit moving on that trip. A lot of bad, unbelievable good. And at the end of the time, I was shocked how good it turned out. I'm going to tell you about our trip over to Ketchikan this time. And uh, I'm telling you that uh, when you pray, when you want to take a trip, or you're even going out fishing in your boat, you should you should prior to that get 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 somewhere close with God and pray for your people that you're taking out or if it's just you and you can even pray for good fishing uh, car reservations ferry reservations hospital tests hotel rooms pray for all of that because when that when the doctors told me, or the people I make reservations with, the doctors, uh, the nurses, uh, nurses and the doctors said it would be a piece of cake trip. Go pray. Go pray. Okay. Uh, because what 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 can happen that you might not like, and then again you may pray, and the whole trip was wonderful. Praise God. He took care of you. But he wants to take care of the bad things with the good things. Okay, we'll go into this trip here. Our trip was supposed to be uh, a go, stay a night, and come back. That, that was the goal. That was the reservation. So I called I call the ferry up, and they said, you can go. But you can't come back because the ferry's full. So you're going to have to book it two days. I'm going to have to go over and stay a day and go and then spend a day that two days to come back. So I have a problem there right off the bat. So I just prayed about it, talked to God about it. Okay, the, we stayed, the, we stayed overnight. And then we got down here to uh, the hotel. We got that taken care of. Uh, 
we called them and we asked them, would you put us on uh, late or, or on the substitution, what they say, waiting list, okay? I said, good, we'll try that. And uh, they told me I probably wouldn't have much success because they're really booked. Okay, so I went about my business. Going to stay two days now. So uh, I got to the hospital and uh, was going to have two procedures done. So I went in and started the, the treatment. I got the procedures done. I got the second one done. And uh, and then and then we got back to the hotel, and we're packing. And we thought, we thought everything was cool. Everything's running smooth. And they called us up and says, "You got to have one more test." Hey, I, I, I'm going to be going home here at two o'clock in the afternoon. No problem. You just got to get in there and get her done. I said, okay, but I'm leaving. <laughs> so I went I went to the other doctor, and then the doctor, the guy who did the test says, we can't do that because you've already had two tests, and you have to wait so many days in order to take that last test. I've already changed the reservations. I'm all ready to go. So we we hobbled down to the uh, hospital, had to check in again. And uh, this doctor that was there on the on the third test, they couldn't find him. Uh, he was up. Uh, Top notch. He was the one of the big guys. He stayed, and he was leaving. He, that's the day he was leaving on his uh, retirement trip. And and I just, you know, in your mind, now things are starting to slip, starting to slip here. I can see him slip. So I'm back praying again, saying, "What's going on?" And uh, the doctor uh, called up and he says, if you can get there and get that third test done, I evaluate it before I leave. Praise God. That was nice of him. Yeah. So we got that done. Uh, before the trip, before we got that third one done, is uh, we had to re, re, rebook everything. And uh, I'm reading my notes here, trying to keep up. Uh, no, no one could read it, but now we got that fixed. He says the the main doctor who was going to read it called him down there. And says, "No, no, no, no. This is a different test. You're not gonna you're not gonna do the same tests as the other ones. You're gonna do a different one." And you don't have to wait that many days. He says, you can just go ahead and take it. Great. So, Holy Spirit's working. So, we got it done. Uh, 
and they send us over to re, get re-registered. And he says, okay, go here, 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 go here, here. And I says, I'm doomed. I don't know where any of those places are, you know. And the doctor that was going to do the test was just conveniently walking down the aisle. And he grabbed me by the arm and says, I'm supposed to do your test right now. Come with me. He took me to the, he took me right to the place, walked in there, got the test done. Meanwhile, while the test was going on, I lost my wallet. That was totally unexpected. So I, I got me back up the fir, the floor I needed to leave, and I reached down and I realized my wallet wasn't there. Tap on my shoulder. He says, you're the guy I just signed in a couple minutes ago. And I says, yes, here's your wallet. See what I'm saying? See what the Holy Spirit's doing? He's moving behind the scenes. He's moving before me. As Israel, as God told Israel, I'll clear your enemies out with hornets. I will go in there before you, and you will not have to fight. So we got that all taken care of. Uh, we got back, uh, got the wallet. We got to, uh, we got to the, uh, the ferry. The ferry had a little trouble, and uh, I couldn't find my reservation. I'm going, what? And a few, uh, so we hung up. I'm going to talk to Gloria about it. And uh, we get a phone call right back. And the phone call caught back is the, the uh, ferry terminal. Seems to me, Mr. Todd, your ferry, we couldn't find it because your ferry was pre-booked for one day going back. I said, great, that means I can go home right now, be there by 2 o'clock. See how the Holy Spirit's working? Working, working. So, uh, I just want to make you realize this this is an incentive, an incentive not to sin in your life. God is showing you if you honor him and don't sin, I'll go before you. Now, if you you say you're a Christian and you're sinning, you know, behind the scenes and you start praying for God to do things, he just might not answer your prayer. So well, that's what he's trying to do. What I'm trying to get across to you. Uh, and I'm thinking back after all this got, I'm sitting on the ferry and I'm contemplating all the things God had done for me while I was guiding out there in the woods. All the little things that were done that I never gave him credit for. 
or somebody would come to me and says, boy, you were, you were lucky to get out of that. And I'm the worst sinner about saying that. I, I, am, I am worse because I, I used to do it all the time. But if you come in and say you were lucky and God did it, or the Holy Spirit did it, you might as well slap him in the face. Because he, he's doing it. And you're giving Satan the credit for saying luck. Luck is, is a bad word in God's point of view. If you're not going to give me the credit, why should I answer your prayers? And uh, I think of me, I, I got a few examples here. Uh, I think uh, it brings me back to Zorman, Fred's grandchild. Not too long ago, he almost got killed by a bear. And I, uh, and I said it then. Oh, you sure were lucky. No, he wasn't lucky. The Holy Spirit was working with him. And he was saved by that bear, by the Holy Spirit, by not luck. Why not skill? You know, and I uh, and I have uh, uh, the latest one. My brother was coming up here. My brother got to there and to take the airplane to fly to Ketchikan, and they said, "Well, you might not get to Ketchikan." You may have to go on somewhere because the fog was so bad. But my brother got on the airplane, and he flew there, and he landed. And that would have messed up everything, our plans to do what we have to do, why he's here to see me, help me out. would have messed that whole plan up. Holy Spirit. So, was Zorman luck, lucky? Was my brother's situation lucky? That's the Holy Spirit working right in it. You young people are growing up, and anybody who's been tempted by sin, you have this in your mind in the back and say, no, I'm, going to, I'm not going to break this trust with the Holy Spirit and God. I'm not. And nothing else that sin before you, you say, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, Protect me from this sin. Be aware of what's around us. You know, we, we, we don't look at what's all around us. We are trying to be pummeled. My personal prayer, I, I say, especially for you young men, I said, Father, please protect me from the Jezebels and Delilahs. You young men, you're going to face that. Old guy like me, but you're going to face it prettiest girls in the world, the Jezebels. What's a Jezebel? Any of you young people know what a Jezebel is? That's a, that's a, an evil woman back in Israel's times who tried to seduce every man she could get her hands on. And the Delilah, well, we're studying Samson. So you need to pay attention 
really, you should have a thing like Dale says, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> We're in a book, and that you say there's a, a woman in there like Jezebel? I've been working on this subject. I better pay attention. Or Delilah? And now, now we don't, we don't uh, live on the principalities. We don't pay attention to that. We're under the stress of uh, creation and the, the demonic forces that swoop all around us trying to get us, not you, trying to get us as individuals to break our covenant and ruin your testimony. That's what he's really after. You can't witness if, if you ruin your testimony. You can't. So you should have God first in your life and thinking about things like this and desiring to be in God's will. Now, you may have something bad come upon you like it's come upon me. It's not bad. You know why? I have never witnessed more harder for the Lord out on the street than I ever have before. I've talked to a lot of people. I give them tracts. I come right to them and I said, my name's John Tolliver. And uh, I have terminal cancer. I died of kidneys and lungs and this and that. And I feel obligated to give you this tract. And that track, I, 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 I pack it full of extra, extra shells when I give it to them. It's not just given. First of all, when you give a track out, you tell them this is not a Jehovah's Witness track because that's all they know. So make that clear right up front. A lot of people are, are, are real susceptible to it all. They like it. They get like thinking about it. I had a lady come to my house yes, uh, last week and you guys had witness to her through my conversation with her, somebody. And, uh, and then I gave her the full presentation of the gospel. And that, you see, you may give a testimony to somebody and they, they don't respond to you. Well, that's defeating for you. But don't forget, there's many of us that pastor has done it. Dale has done it. We find tracks that are in the trash and then find out that that track come out of the trash and got to the person God wanted. And they got saved. So the tracks are important. And you know, it's not that hard to witness to people. Once I started doing now it's starting to get more easy. I carry tracks with me. And uh, we'll get out of the grocery store and go there and uh, I'll step in. And the Holy Spirit will speak like just like a quiet voice. That person needs a track. I don't know him from Adam. Young girls, I, you know, they're smoking a cigarette out front. And I tell them who I am and what I'm going through, and I'm giving you a track. 
One lady asked me, says, asked me, this is not a Jehovah's Witness trial. Jehovah's Witness has been witnessing to me. And I think the Holy Spirit has taken that away from her. She was real interested. I witnessed to a native boy who filled my tanks full of gas. The native boy, I says, I told him who I was, what I'm suffering through. And uh, he says, well, you know, we, uh, we kind of go along with, uh, my family goes along with what native customary things are. And uh, we always believe that if we took care of nature, God would take care of us. And I says, what happens if you die? Will nature take care of you? The only way, only salvation for eternal life. And what part of eternal life don't you like? Would you like it? If you don't like it or don't understand it, I would put more thought and study it. Because hell, he says, well, I kind of don't believe in hell. He says, well, don't bet your eternal life on it. You know. And I don't, I don't sit there and philosophize with them. I give them the gospel and they say, well, we, we're just not going to tolerate that. We're not going to take any mind. I say, I will be praying for you. I don't want you to go to hell even though you don't believe in it. Some Yehu has convinced you that there's no hell, and you all of a sudden end up standing before Jesus Christ, wanting to know if you're going to be invited into uh, eternal life. And uh, he said to me, he says, I will take that track. I've never heard this before. And I think I'm interested in it. I said, I says, this track will show you how to get saved. This track gives you a church to come to, phone numbers, contacts. So if you get more interested into that, don't let the people around you get you to suck into what they want you to believe. You seek it to believe. Go to that church. Listen to it. Find out more about it. It won't, it won't cost you anything but eternal life. Wow. You know, so I, uh, I leave that with you. And uh, these, these verses is all about that. You listen to them again. Imagine God is gonna, God's going to send a Holy Spirit. God's going to send a, a comforter. And he will be with you every day as long as you don't break your covenant with him. Israel had the same problem. They kept making covenants with God and they didn't break it. And you'd have the older generation that had to go through that. And then younger, and they didn't teach the younger generation. And they, they just fall into sin deeper and deeper. And then when the commitment came, he says, when it, the commitment came and Jesus is standing for them, and they stand up, we will not have this man rule over us. Nor there are us 
or our children. See, this doomed the Jewish race. They doomed them. That's why Christ came and, and came and started saving us because, well, Christ, Israel needs to be shaken up. So God says, you're, the, you're my bride and you hate my guts. So God says, okay, I'm going to send the Gentiles and see how many of those we can get saved. Meanwhile, Israel is suffering to this day the most terrible things that are going on around them. My dad was a, a staunch believer. He was very angry with God. Very angry because God treated Israel so terrible. And he wanted to know. I remember sitting at the kitchen table. I want to know why God is picking on Israel so bad. How, how, how many Israelites had to be killed? I said, Dad, I already gave him the gospel. I says, God is not responsible nor care what you think about him. And he has no obligations to answer your questions. So therefore, unless you get born again and you get saved and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart, you will never get your answered answers answered. Young people, dinosaurs or flying saucers, what about those? Get saved and you'll know. Because God will bring it all out in front of you once you get to heaven. But the scripture says, you're not now, you're not able now to receive what I want to give you. So uh, I would like to, I would like us to turn to John 14, verse 16 and 9, 19. You can, if you like, yep. Mm -hmm. And I may, I may stop you. If I get some, I, there's something in I want to pull out. I can't, I can't remember. I may say stop. And then uh, expand on that, what that said there. Okay? Okay, 14. Chapter 14, verse 16 through 19. Who is the other comforter? Jesus Christ. He's on the earth right now, and he comforted his. Yeah. But I'll send you another comforter. Okay, go.
Okay. The next one was John 16, 17 through 16. Yeah, 7 through 16. John 16, chapter 7 through 16. Wouldn't you like to have the Holy Spirit with you or going before you? Okay, I know John's going to take a trip. He's praying about it. Uh, okay. This takes care of it for you. Right, you know. I leave you, uh, I leave you with one more thing. If you happen to have a little get-together for don't be sad for me. I told him to take me down to uh, uh, Harris River, where Dick was. Throw me in the river. I like my remains to be there, but when you throw me in the river, I'm long gone. And old Dick would be saying, "Don't you beat all." <laughs> Have a good day.